No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we'll see how Moses entreats the Lord to go with them to the promised land. The Lord agrees and promises to give him rest. It's a great lesson in prevailing with God through prayer. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 33 on Simply the Bible. While Moses had been on top of Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights, the people had made a golden calf and nearly destroyed themselves because of their sin. Moses interceded for them so that the nation was spared. Afterward, Moses pitched a tent outside the camp where he met with God. As he entered the tent, the cloudy pillar descended at the door of the tent, and the people stood up and worshipped. We pick it up in Exodus chapter 33, verse 12. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. Moses had found grace in the eyes of the Lord. No doubt this was the reason that Moses could intercede and turn God's wrath away from the people after they had committed the terrible sin of making the golden calf. The Lord then told Moses to bring up the people to the land of Canaan, but he also said that he wouldn't go up with them, lest he would destroy them. Instead, he would send his angel before them. But Moses was not happy about this at all. He didn't want the angel to go with them. He wanted the Lord himself. The Lord had told Moses that he knew him by name and that Moses had found grace or favor in his sight. This speaks of intimacy. Earlier, we saw that the Lord spoke to Moses as a man speaks to his friend. Since Moses had found grace in the Lord's sight, he wanted to take full advantage of this amazing privilege. Moses asked the Lord to show him his way so that he could know God. This is the supreme desire for any person, that we would know God. It is worth noting that Moses already knew God on a level of intimacy that no other human being had experienced, and yet Moses wanted to know God even more. This tells us that the more we know God, the more we want to know God. Often, the reverse is true when it comes to knowing people. The more we come to know some people, the less we want to know them. And why is that? Because we discover their imperfections, and they discover ours. But with God, there are no imperfections, no flaws. The more we see of Him, the more we are inclined to love Him. And He's not going to be turned away from us because He already knows everything about us, and still He loves us. Moses wanted to know God more, and God would answer his request. In fact, God will always answer the request to know him more, for it is his will that we know him 
and that he knows us. However, for Moses, even knowing God was not an end to itself because he wanted to know God more so that he could continue to find grace in his sight. May I suggest that this grace of God, this unmerited favor of receiving the good we don't deserve, is at the very summit of our experience of God? You may feel that your sins are piled right up to heaven, but the Bible tells us that where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Greater than your sins is God's grace. I like to say you cannot even possibly exhaust the grace of God by your sin. God saves us by his grace, but that is only the beginning. He gives us grace for grace. That is grace upon grace. And why is that? So that we may also be gracious toward others. Now Moses ended his petition with these words, and consider that this nation is your people. After the golden calf, the Lord called Israel Moses's people. But Moses said, no, they're your people. You brought them out of Egypt and you must forgive them and bring them into the promised land. Moses was bold with God and yet his petitions were always with the utmost respect based upon God's own promises. Verse 14, and the Lord said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken. For you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. We could call Exodus 33 the grace chapter. The Hebrew word for grace appears five times. All of Moses' petitions were based on the fact that he had found grace in the sight of God. Therefore, when at first God had said that his presence would not go up with them, because of the grace Moses received, he prevailed with the Lord so that his presence would now go with them just as Moses had asked. But to this, the Lord added something else. He said, I will give you rest. Moses never asked God for this, but the Lord gave Moses what he didn't ask for. It is as though the Lord saw into Moses's heart and realized that he was weary, that the responsibility of two to three million people was wearing on Moses. This was the deeper reason why Moses wanted the Lord's presence to remain with them. If they had already encountered such problems with the stiff-necked Israelites while they were camped at Mount Sinai, then what would happen when they started battling the Canaanites? Moses couldn't bear the thought of going on without the Lord's presence in the midst of the nation. But I see something else in the Lord's promise. There is a rest provided by his presence. When we are aware of God's presence, then that is rest. And we must be diligent to enter that rest by believing in the reality and the power of his presence. For example, when I was a child, my sister and I rode in the back seat of our car 
while our dad drove us to Disneyland. We sang songs and laughed and probably nearly drove our poor parents crazy. But I was not worried about how we would get there or if we would have mechanical failure on the way or if we had enough money to ride the Matterhorn. I knew dad was taking care of everything. All I had to do was look up and see that he was still in the driver's seat. The knowledge of his presence brought us rest. And so it is with the Lord. If we know he is present with us, then we don't need to be afraid. He's got this. He is our protector and our provider, and we can be at rest. Now Moses said one more thing. If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. Moses would rather remain indefinitely at Mount Sinai in the wilderness with the Lord's presence than go on to the promised land with its milk and honey without the Lord's presence. Moses valued God more than God's blessings. But there was even one more reason why Moses wanted the Lord to go with them. This was the way that the other nations would know that they were God's chosen people. Was this because Moses just wanted everyone else to know that they were special? I don't think so. Not in the way some people want to be the center of attention. I think the point was that Moses knew that they were called to be a light to the nations in order to lead them into worshiping the Lord and ultimately to Christ, through whom all nations of the world would be blessed. Thus, the Lord also agreed to go with them in a way that the other nations would know that they were God's chosen people. The beautiful thing is that each one of us can find grace in the sight of the Lord if we will believe in Jesus Christ. The Bible says that we are accepted in the beloved, that is, in Christ. We receive God's favor and he knows us by name for he has given us his spirit that cries out, Abba, Father. And what father does not know his child by name? Verse 18. And Moses said, Please show me your glory. Then the Lord said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, You cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, Here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be while my glory passes by that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Moses was on a roll. His realization of God's grace drove him on to even greater petition. Moses asked to see the glory of God. The Apostle Philip asked something quite similar when he said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. The more Moses knew the Lord, the more he wanted to know him, and now he wanted to see his glory. I think this is a prayer probably few of us pray, and yet perhaps we should pray it more. Wouldn't it be wonderful to see the glory of God in our own day? We have heard of great things God has done in the past, but wouldn't it be awesome to see him do such marvelous works today? But do we ask to see God's glory, believing that he will answer? 
The Lord knew that Moses couldn't handle seeing his face. It would be like standing before the sun. Moses' humanity simply couldn't handle it, and he would fall down dead. We cannot see the Lord's glory with natural eyes. Instead, the Lord allows us to see his glory through his attributes. God would make all his goodness pass before Moses, and he would proclaim his name, the name of Yahweh, in all that it means. That is also how we see God's glory today. It is by knowing the fullness of his character. The Lord would hide Moses in the cleft of the rock, and his glory would pass by him. Then he would lift his hand and let Moses see his backside, or really the afterglow of his radiant glory. The Lord would allow Moses to see as much of him as Moses could handle. Likewise, I believe that if the Lord were to show us his glory, if he were to show us just how loving, merciful, and gracious he is and all that he can do for those who call upon his name, it would probably scare us. So God lifts the veil a bit at a time and lets us see only what we can handle but I believe he waits for us to seek him and he reveals himself to those who do seek him. Are you seeking him? Do you really want to see his glory? The Bible says that we have not because we ask not. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. Also, to listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. We'd really love to hear from you. You can also text WELCOME to 208-314-3377. That's 208-314-3377. Some people think that the God of the Old Testament is somehow different than the God of the New Testament. But tomorrow, we'll see how that simply isn't true. We hope you'll join us as we continue through Exodus on Simply the Bible. 